0: friend. And then I was like, huh. <laughs> now there's a purpose for my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: All, All right, good. guys, welcome back to the podcast. We have a special guest today, Caleb. He's gonna be uh he's gonna be sitting in for the next what is it, fifteen minutes? Yeah. Is, that, is that how much time you've given? Him? <laughs> then he's gotta go back to work. Then he's gotta then he's gotta go back to work. So we've got we've got Caleb at the table for a while and today we're gonna be talking about Finding purpose in life. We're going to take a couple of different approaches on it. We all have a lot of different backgrounds here at the table. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the basic concepts of it. We're going to be talking about the spiritual side of it, a little bit of everything. So that's the direction we're going to take today's podcast. While we've got Caleb here at the table, he's got a really interesting story too. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's rock and roll. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be here. I. I keep hearing about this podcast. I listen to it, um, not as much as I would like to say because I want to support you guys, but here <laughs> we're I just am. we're
1: just not that interesting. Oh <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Now I'm here, and I'm like, man, it's time for this thing to blow up, and probably for selfish reasons. But I'm glad. Yeah, to be now here. that he's here, it's gonna blow up.
1: Um, <laughs> hey guys, I didn't care about your podcast before, but now that I'm here, it's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, and as humans, we're so strange. We're like, I we think one thing and we do another and uh, that's why you have to keep uh, going back to the Lord every day but um, I'm glad to be here I'm glad to be able to be a part of uh, this podcast and and what you guys have been up to is uh, you guys definitely have some crazy stories some adventurous stories some um, business like uh, backing and some experience that no other people have and you've seen life in a way that uh, nobody else has so it's just really good to be able to be on this podcast and get to know you guys more through this experience. Yeah, ah, that was a good sales pitch. I think that he's trying to uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, <weeks. laughs> he's get like, it. I
1: got my fifteen minutes. Here we go. Yeah. We got this. <laughs> I love it. He's marketing for us. Right, yeah, there you go. yeah. Caleb's story is super interesting. We'll we'll probably have to have a a, a, a podcast just just on your story. I feel like you mm-hmm. could probably cover a couple of hours worth of it. It's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But just the rundown of like Caleb. Um, he comes from a mountain town as well. Uh, I'll let him tell a little bit about like what he's been up to. Yeah, give the high level, but,
1: not not too many details because we don't we
0: want to like add some yeah.
1: suspense. So when we bring you back, everyone's ready for it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he's a fellow adventurer. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, the last three and a half years, um, I would say that I I got lost in Boise, which I guess you could call a mountain town. I mean, valleys. In order to have a valley, you have to have a mountain. Um, I actually didn't really get lost in Boise. I, I was very much found. However, I did get lost on West Mountain in Northern Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> That's all another story, and uh, I don't really care to talk about it too much because nobody wants to share about how they get lost. We were talking about that yesterday at work, and like he could have died out there. He got lost on a mountain when he was, what, were you hiking with some friends? But Yeah, we were hunting, and I, it got dark, and I, I hadn't seen anything. I saw two does that walked up close to me, two, uh, two deer just walked up close to me, but we were elk hunting. I'm like, I oh, don't tempt me. Like, I'll blast you. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm like, well, it's after a while, I was like, ah, oh, nothing's coming. So I finally decided to head back. But I you know, I haven't hunted as much as I would like to say. That's probably going to be the constant comment of after everything. As much as I would like to because you know, <laughs> yeah, I was aspire right. to be something so much greater. But anyhow, yeah, I got dark, went to walk back. Um, kept going on the trail past where I was supposed to turn down the mountain. And just kept walking. I was having a great time until it wasn't a great time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll, let, I'll I'll let you figure out whether or not I made it back. Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could
3: still be wandering out there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
0: that's oh fun. man.
2: But yeah. So he's been on an adventure for the last years, and he's done missionary work, crazy stuff. So. I think you're right. We need a full length to just explain like what what he's been
0: up to. Maybe a two hour episode. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, which countries did you go to? Uh, when I was in, well, while I was in Boise, I took a trip to just Germany and Switzerland. Just Germany. You know, like it's not. Yeah. A just Germany. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta go over it's there. It's my <laughs> homeland. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and prior to that, you know, as as growing out of high school and whatnot, I went and worked with Youth With A Mission and went to Indonesia, or Singapore, Indonesia, and then layovers don't count, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> count them,
1: count them. <laughs> they stamp your passport, you can count them.
2: <laughs> what was the rule in Singapore? Um, You can't even chew gum in that country, or they, what is
0: it? They say you're not supposed to chew gum, but lo and behold, I think when you, after you travel and really learn, like not through the media or not through the grapevine, so to speak, then you find out that it is uh, you can chew gum, it's just a cleaner place so if you're if you're if you're trashing the place, if you're littering, stuff like that, um, you might get like caned in the public square, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's actually it's it's legitimate reasoning. It's not just like you, you know, like are you chewing gum? No, it's just a piece of bread. You know, <laughs> like we're gonna, you know, get you. That's nothing crazy. You, know, you hear all this sort of stuff. It's like just go explore the world and find out for yourself. Yeah, that's, the best way to do it. Yeah. that's the truth. Though there's always so much, uh,
1: so much conjecture about other countries before you go. And once you get there, it's so much different. It's always mm-hmm. so much different.
2: Yeah.
1: I think uh, I haven't experienced many countries,
2: but Caleb and I took a trip to Canada this summer uh, to, <laughs> to a little town that we like to joke about because it's called Winkler, Manitoba. Winkler. <laughs> what a we, name. <laughs> we went to a Switchfoot concert up there, but uh, we, we like to joke that we're in a simulator right now because we fell asleep at 3 a.m. in like, this sketchy gas station parking lot on the middle of a highway road. And we like to... To joke around that the the Mounties got us and put us in this simulator and, and our lives aren't really our own now, <laughs> so yeah. we've been
1: we've been running this joke for a while. But things got weird in Canada. Canada so that much. Canada's so strange because you feel like you're in the states, but then yeah. something happens like someone hands you money and like ruins yeah. the illusion. Yeah. And you're like, well, "Well, wait, I'm in another country. What the heck? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny money." Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm thankful. I'm really thankful that this is not a simulation because. Um, I have the world's best girlfriend. You guys might want to argue that. Oh uh, man, these guys are girlfriend arguing. right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm making that claim right here now, and it's recorded, so I'm not taking it back. <laughs> That's
1: funny. I'll make you make let the I'll let you make that claim individually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: The best girlfriend for you. <laughs> well, and that could be that could be correct. I mean, today we are going to talk about a purpose, and I believe in each of our lives, God has more of a purpose than i think at times we would like to believe because we want to be quote unquote free and freedom has a lot of different meanings from a lot of different people i believe Uh, being free could look like you know being able to travel the world as we were talking about going to canada that could be freedom or freedom could be not being imprisoned in a jail and you know, in the country for doing wrong, yeah, our freedom could be like the free, the amendments, you know, and, and our freedoms and and our rights. But uh, I, I believe personally that that purpose has to do with freedom in our ability to walk out whatever that purpose is for our lives. Yeah, and I just took a wild turn no, on this adventurous let's, ride. Let's talk about purpose yeah. because,
2: because. Yeah. Uh, Caleb's only got a few more minutes but Jeremy we were talking before the show um, like how do you balance or find purpose when you're balancing relationships or work or, or adventure like finding time to also find that purpose and everything and I'll let you kind of elaborate on what we were talking about yeah so. yeah you know um, I think that the
3: that the, that life in general definitely is a balance of multiple, multiple things right you got yep. a girlfriend or a wife uh, work uh, what you want to do for an adventure? You know, yep. your adventurous lifestyle, going to Canada at <laughs> three a.m. in the morning, yep. you know, <laughs> getting trapped by mounties, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, arrested, uh, yep. things like that. Uh, I think that the that the biggest thing is is trying to how do you balance that? And I I see it from a lot of people in this, like in our generation and like younger generations that are like they're struggling to find. Number one purpose, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that more so than purpose, it's uh, par- partially to do with our culture, is because they want an identity, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to try to chase after this thing that they don't know, and they focus all on one thing. And Caleb, mm-hmm. I think, has probably the best the best thing that that I've heard for a while about yeah. uh, um, balancing that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. the 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 problem with uh, when I moved to Boise. Uh, I believe that was what I was to do like there was there's nothing in me that ever would regret living in Boise for three and a half years um, going about that experience but recently I had a realization that maybe when I went to Boise I was searching for purpose I, I was searching for purpose maybe not in what God had for my life but maybe rather for what um, what a place had for my life or what a person had for my life or uh, you know, the opportunities that were there. And I don't believe that our purpose should be placed in any one thing because as soon as that thing changes or goes away, then our purpose like changes and, or goes away. And I believe our purpose can change, but we want to, you know, we want to be able to continue. We want to be able to move forward and progress and, and with this kind of shifting purpose constantly. I don't believe that's a healthy thing. I don't believe that's something that we can go forward and do well. So yeah, when I went there, I was I was into that idea, this belief, and I said I was never gonna move back to North Dakota. <laughs> and and never uh, say never, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the key. But now <laughs> that I'm back and now that I'm back I, I feel like, wow, this is the place for me. And yeah. and it's not because this place gives me purpose. But it's because I'm allowed to live and do the things that God's called me to do here. Come on, man! Come on! Yeah, <laughs> he's bringing the fire today. Okay. Yeah,
2: what the world? <laughs> Why don't we have this guy yeah. on every week? You know, I think I think you just put it
3: pretty much the most eloquent that's possible. You know, um, sometimes people like to be—I think especially our parents, right? Mm-hmm. Parents and grandparents—they like to be pretty harsh about it, yeah. and they kind of say it as a. I want to say, pretty a negative way, almost like they're they're punishing you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like get a job, you know, yeah. blah, blah, or you know, get back out there, get back on yep. the horse, and things like that. And you're like, hey, when you when you lose a girlfriend, or you know, um, people decide to quit a job and move someplace else, or, mm-hmm. or go someplace they're like just get a job and settle down. And I know they, they they try to take what they have for their purpose or what they think their purpose is, mm-hmm. and then they try to like cast it on other people. Yeah. I think that's really tough um, because you see a lot of people that are, and I think Travis and I felt felt like this a little bit from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, with our careers, you leave a career and then you're like, oh man, <laughs> I've got yeah. this big old kind of hole and what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, girls, right? All of a sudden a girl leaves and then you have like this big old hole. And I think sometimes a lot of people in our generation and in our culture, all of a sudden it wrecks them. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen guys that uh, broke up with a girl, and then they they like they go into alcohol, yep. and <laughs> they just like try to fill a void. And you're like, man, a living dude. I shake my head sometimes because I think we all feel it a little bit, yeah. Because we get so involved into something, mm-hmm. and when when it leaves, you're like, ooh, what do I do now? Yeah. Uh, but I like what you said at the end there. This is like you came back, and then all of a sudden you were like it's more of just a freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you have a healthy lifestyle, a balance of multiple facets, right, Uh, it becomes that the balance, the scale, isn't tipped in one direction or the other, right? And when you tip that direction, like, then you start, when one side of the balance goes too high, right, Um, and it's too much of a focus, all of a sudden we do put an identity, right? Mm -hmm. We we think, oh yeah, this is my purpose, this is my identity. And when your identity is put into something other than, uh, you know, obviously the Father, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're all Christians here. Um, when you put it outside of that, right, um, you make that, you know, an idol, a God, right, yeah. within itself. And and when that happens, um, some things that are unhealthy start to happen, right? Yep. Uh, because then you're making sacrifices in other areas of your life to fulfill this identity, this purpose, And then things. Then all of a sudden, you're like, "Well, hey my 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 life at home uh, with my girlfriend or my wife is kind of being sacrificed. It's kind of rough." And then you're like, "Oh yeah, my health isn't so great. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not doing the things that I wanted to do, or Mm -hmm. you know, things like that." Without that balance, you know, I think that you lose purpose and you lose identity and you lose that freedom to go and do other things and be everything that you're meant to be
0: right yeah, yeah. that's good yeah um, yeah yeah i uh, i gotta head out here in a minute so i'm just gonna have a few last words let them sign off, <laughs> yeah, <him> sign off. <laughs> i don't have many words left to say i've said a lot in my life <laughs> but i uh i i really i really believe that as we as a christian um you know whoever's listening out there i know that you may not all be Christians and that's totally fine. I believe that purpose is so important though and as a Christian, where the way I've navigated this and come to is that as it talks about in the Bible God never changes. He's always the same yeah, uh, yesterday, God. today, and tomorrow. So with that if we keep our purpose rooted in God and, and what he has for our life, you know these small things that are, that are temporary of this earth and not You know, eternal into heaven, they're going to change, they're going to move, whatever. And it's, it could be very devastating if we allow our purpose to be in those things, as I kind of mentioned before, because they're going to constantly be changing, moving around, shuffling. And then we're lost and we go into these, these really, down these whole, like this bad path and we are searching and we're trying to make it right on our own. Uh, But anyway, uh, we, we look, as a Christian, I look to God and I'm like, okay if things change no matter what like i can continue to move on it doesn't mean that you know i might i might go drink a bottle of alcohol and you know feel (laughs) crappy the next day but through it all i can know deep in my heart that it's gonna be okay and that that alcohol isn't gonna solve my problem it probably made things worse i did it and i should probably repent about that (laughs) but that's beside the point um we just look to god and, and everything so yeah, uh, with man. That, come on. Yeah. Way to bring it in. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like apologizing for being a Christian, nah. uh, but you gave me a mic and an opportunity to broadcast to the world. Yeah. I guess I'll tell people what I believe they should look into because it's changed my life so much. Awesome. There we go. Indeed. Hey, give a shout out yeah. to your girlfriend before you go. Yeah, Kierlyn Ward, if you're listening, you are the most beautiful, amazing yeah. girl in the And these boys say about that. All right. <laughs> All, all right, right man. All it's right. good to have you, dude. Yeah. yeah, great to see you guys. <laughs> see
3: you soon. Yeah. Later, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are slacking,
2: the both of you oh. oh, man. <laughs> he knows how to do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ashley, if you're listening, you are the most beautiful girl in the world. I love you. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to one up each other. Yeah, that's what's happening. Isn't it? Just started a, uh,
3: you just started a full on um, brawl out here. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the comments section, I'm seeing a whole bunch of stuff. You know, gonna pop up. Yep, <laughs> I think so. Uh, that's too good.
1: <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta one up you guys first. I think that Lane and I's relationship <laughs> speaks for itself. I don't even have to. Everyone just knows. <laughs> wow, hey,
2: he said it first. Oh man,
1: anyways, um, I wanted to get back to, to Jeremy's point. We Even though we lost Caleb and he kinda has that perspective as well. Yeah. Taylor being married, myself with Lane, um, I wanted to ad- address the question you had of how do you um, focus on your purpose when you're in a relationship right like how do you balance those two things yeah, yeah. Um, what's interesting is i've had a lot of mentors that are a lot older in life so they're all married and have children and families mm-hmm. and also have their careers yeah and um everyone seems to have a different way of tackling it like they'll say you got to have a work-life balance some people will say you have to compartmentalize your work life and your family life and never let them cross so that the stress doesn't go over and other people who say Your wife should be the person who supports you in your career and you can confide in them. Like everyone has those two drastically different opinions and different things work for other people. Mm -hmm. But I think that the foundational point of what's so important is establishing and determining if your values are aligned early mm-hmm. on. Oh. And a lot of people make that mistake. I mean, when when Lane and I first started dating, that was the first thing that we did was we talked about what are your values, what are your goals for your life? And we just went through the checklist. Like everyone says, don't talk about politics and don't talk about yeah. religion on the first date. Screw that. Talk <laughs> about politics, talk about religion on the first date yeah. because those are the most important things to you. Why would you... S- Skirt on those things and then form an emotional attachment to somebody, and then all of a sudden it's just like it's just not going to work because that foundation yeah. isn't there. Um, so I think that as long as that aspect of the relationship is fulfilled, it makes everything else a lot easier. And Caleb had mentioned, um, it can be toxic to be shifting your, um, shifting your, your targets. What, did, what was the word that he used? Shifting your, um, oh. Your purpose, like yeah, shifting yeah, what yeah. your purpose is, can be toxic. Yeah. And um, when when you're doing life solo, that's a little bit less important, yeah. or a little bit less toxic. But when you bring somebody else into the mix and you've established a connection of common values and common purpose, mm-hmm. as soon as you make an adjustment, then the other person has to make that adjustment with you. Yeah. So, like, it, it's possible. It's not like it's it's absolutely damaging. But it it's like uh, it's like you move and they have to move with you and you have to communicate with them in order to do it. And the more often that you do that, the less, um, the less concrete that fixed line is. So I think that's the, I think that's the biggest difference is that every time you make a decision on where your purpose is, you're taking somebody there with you. Mm -hmm. And then so many people like they'll, they'll just get into relationships for whatever reasons. And, uh, if that common purpose isn't defined and understood and in congruence with each other, Mm -hmm. Then or, you're constantly or, moving in different directions.
3: Yeah, or people putting their identity and their purpose into that other individual.
2: Yeah, and that can that, that can be
3: damaging? Yeah, I, man, I've seen that, seen that time and time again. Yeah, where all of a sudden somebody's like um, drops everything else that they're trying to do in life just mm-hmm. for this individual. And then yep. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah, um, that or that you can't do that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it has to be that healthy balance. Yep, um, when identity is 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 replaced by something right Mm -hmm. um your identity and then you shift it to something else that's part of this world right um uh, just solely focused on this girl and then it changes who you are yeah then that's when when things become unhealthy i think what travis just said about saying that um here's my goal here's my vision yeah this is what i'm trying to aim after yeah um Finding, I would say, you know, I think that Travis probably would is, would say it or agreed to it. Was is like uh that person that you have a relationship with mm-hmm. should be a helpmate. Yeah, right? bam, it helps you achieve this end goal or this this direction that you want to head in. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are both kind of like merged together, yeah, right, and you guys are both chasing after that same thing, then all of a sudden you're like, hey, yeah, she's not. She's not my identity. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a big priority in my life yep. and a big focus in my life, uh, but she's not my purpose. Yeah, My purpose is is bigger. It's bolder. Yep. It's more focused on something that's concrete, that never right. ends,
1: that never right. fades or turns directions. You're both accomplishing the purpose together. The purpose isn't to, yeah. be, exactly. to attach yourself to that person. I think that brings up another good point, yeah. too, is it's like you, you talked about there's some guys who – they will put their identity into their significant other, mm-hmm. and um, I think that you could probably Or girls. There is yeah, some girls yeah, that I know that do, that, do right, that, right? Like both, <laughs> yeah. like both ways. It works both ways. Yeah. But I think that what it comes down to is when either the guy or the girl doesn't have a purpose for their life, mm-hmm. that's why they fill it. So if you oh, both man. have a purpose, yeah. then you are going to eliminate that risk of putting it into something else, because then you are able to say, "This is what I am doing," and yep. they're like, "This is what I am doing." Okay, yeah. let's let's figure out how we can symbiotically accomplish these goals the best way possible i mean that's what a relationship is it's a symbiotic relationship yep. between two people both people give and take in order to make it the most effective the most effective means to meet reach a common goal like that's Ooh. a relationship that's good story. yeah and i would say like at some point
2: uh early on when ashley and i were dating because we started dating when i was um 19 and she was i think she's 19 as well And when we started dating, like we were so young and like when you're, when you're young and kind of immature and in love and stuff, you start to kind of get wrapped up in each other and your identity does become kind of merged together, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and for me, like, I think, um, as we've grown and as we've, as we've gone, gone through our relationship, we're starting to see the effects of like some of our early, early dating life where it's like, maybe, maybe we were different people but we kind of took on each other's um like not personalities but we we started kind of like merging together in a way that was maybe not as healthy and so now we're starting to realize that we're we're two completely different people and i mean like when when opposites are like when you're dating opposites attract and then i heard this this guy say that when you're married opposites kind of attack and (laughs) and we've noticed like um we do have to kind of we have to give each other some, some leeway and stuff because we are different people. And I think now that we're more mature and we're starting to understand that, we're starting to build this like healthier relationship than ever before because now we're starting to realize that even though we are different people, like now our, our true personality is able to shine through. Mm-hmm. And now we're finding like that purpose that we're both working towards instead of what it was before, it was just being young, dumb, and in love. And like we, we never stop loving each other or anything. But we've noticed that we're two different people from when we started dating. And I think that's Mm -hmm. okay. I think, like, it's better to find it out early on and be able to work through it than to, like, be 30 years old and and still, like, kind of not knowing who you are, not knowing your identity and everything. And I think just uh, bringing your relationship back to to the father and letting him kind of control that identity is important. I like
1: that. uh, We lost that
2: camera. We'll do it in a second. It's a good timing, uh, though.
1: But um, I like what you said about um, when you're dating opposites attract and when you're married opposites attack Yeah, because if you think about that like you actually think about that when you're dating someone and all the things that you are attracted to in them are most likely the things that you're lacking in. Yeah. So you you have that attraction because of those those assets or those mm-hmm. uh, elements of it. And then when you get married, it actually comes down to the, the change management part of it. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, if you have someone who is risk-averse and someone who likes to take risks, there's, yeah. uh, there's a big gap there. Mm-hmm. And there's advantages to taking risks and there's advantages to being cautious. Yep. So mm-hmm. if you say as a risk-taking person, it's like, okay, I need to be more cautious in areas of my life and my wife provides that skill set that I don't have and I have to learn it. You have to kind of break apart a piece of you and rebuild it into that, to have that attribute Mm -hmm. and changes, change always has, um, change always has resistance. Mm -hmm. So you're attracted to those things because you want those things. And then when you actually have to change, that's when then it becomes, becomes difficult. It, it becomes really, yeah, I yeah. think
3: that there's also a, a little bit of a hint of fear in it mm-hmm. as well right. that people really oh, yeah. don't, Jeremy, voice. you keep talking. I'll
1: change that camera. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of fear that people don't want to voice mm-hmm. into that as well, because yeah. really when it comes down to it, we don't want to change. Yeah. There no. are so many things in human nature and human life and things that we we experience on a day to day basis yeah that we become comfortable in a routine and Mm -hmm. when a lot of people when they change that routine yeah it's actually a a, a fight or flight response Mm -hmm. where people like are dig their heels in and they don't want to change that like this I've done it for the past five years yeah so when you when you go onto the inside of yourself and you mm-hmm. have a relationship with somebody and then you have to change a little bit of something so yeah. that you can do it it's actually a partial feeling of fear. Yep. Because you're like no, I don't want to. Yeah. And so I think that has to do a little bit, right? Yeah. Um I think so. When it comes down to it, right? I think that um yeah. Nah, just nah, I, I distracted like you. I, I get I what you're down. saying, though. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: like, there, there's things that, like, when you're in a relationship, there's things that are like easy to change. That, that, oh yeah, that I got it. People make so difficult. Uh-huh. I'll let you. You want to talk first? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so, go for it. This is
3: what I see with a lot of fear, par- partially, yep. right? Um, but I, I, w- I would go back down to some things that we probably are all aware of, yeah. right? Um, high school sports, yeah, right. I think that there is a huge epidemic and I wish that there were more people that wrote about books about this, talked about this. Mm-hmm. Or or did classes about this yep. is is that I see a whole bunch of Uncle Ricos, you know,
2: that <laughs> back gets, in my day, back in I my could day. throw it over the mountain, and <laughs> they get stuck, they get stuck into this,
3: into this, into this theory, and you know what, uh, into this process of life yeah. and their identity, yeah, and what they had set up as their identity. Mm-hmm. I see so many people that got stuck in that, yeah, you know, I went to a. Um, I went to an awards ceremony here, at Dick, here in town, yep. uh, for like Dickinson uh, High School athletics. Yeah, and there was one guy that was awarded for his things, and he was still talking like about it like it was flipping yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, this guy is stuck in high he school." Is, and the yeah. and the guy's probably fifty some years old. Yeah. I see it a lot that happens, you know, uh, and and there's not one sport that's bigger or better than the other, mm-hmm. right? I see it across every single sport. Yep. I bet they're, if they're, I bet if you go to China, ping pongers probably feel the same <laughs> way, <laughs> Is that they uh, they put their <laughs> they put their identity in what they were doing, right? And then yep. once they get to college, yep. they're like, oh man, I made it, I'm professional, and mm-hmm. you see a lot of people that dsu or you yeah know, uh, um you know i bet there's even kids at university of wisconsin yeah you, know, you know penn state that do this at the same time oh yeah they all feel like they've made it <clears throat> and then all of a sudden senior year comes and they no longer do it and then yeah. they're standing there on the sideline or in the bleachers be yeah. like oh man because the percentages are idea.
1: so low for continuity <clears throat> like going pro is such like even yeah, going one, to a 100%. going yeah like going to a, a good university is low and then mm-hmm becoming pro after that is even lower yeah. and a lot of these guys like they really don't have a plan after that there's yeah. some the smart ones you know like they're the guys studying they're just yeah. like yeah there's a yeah. chance that this isn't gonna last forever i'm gonna yeah. can get a career i'm getting my college paid for yeah get,
3: <laughs> get, get a whole bunch of stuff and then when it ends um number one i think that they become super depressed and that, mm-hmm. and this is the thing that I wish that a lot of the books or people would talk about is, yeah. is that there's a severe amount of depression that happens to kids. It's major um, once they exit those things, yeah, uh, because they lose their identity. Yep, people, people in our in in our into our generation and younger and even older people that yeah. that have this identity culture, mm-hmm. right. Where they're like, I need an identity, and yeah. so I put it on something, and then it gets taken away from me, or yeah. I no longer can progress. Yep. What do I do? And then you see a whole bunch of people walking around universities and, and work and, and jobs and things like, man, I've I've lost my identity. Yeah, I'm personally guilty with that a big time with yeah. soccer. Yeah, soccer was an identity for me for for flipping my whole high school mm-hmm. career. I mean. Travis knows, what did I do on Friday nights? (laughs) You know what I
1: mean? (laughs) Kicking a soccer ball Yeah, kicking a soccer
3: ball and running. Because all (laughs) all I was focused on was flipping soccer. Yeah. Uh, When it gets taken away from you, like when I got up out of the hospital and I was like, oh, I'm I'm no longer playing soccer. Mm -hmm. It was a gut wrencher. I was like, oh, man. And then at that same time, when you feel that gut wrench, you got to be like, oh, man, that, that was my identity. That was an idol in my life. It was something I was way too focused on. I tipped the scales too much, Mm -hmm. and that became unhealthy. Yeah. Right? I know some people... Some people ask ask me and like how come you're not dating anybody yet? Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it happens a lot. Hey Jaro, I want to set you up with somebody. Uh, like, don't stop, okay?
1: Just don't stop that.
3: But at don't the stop, time, yeah. Right? <laughs> don't stop that. Keep, There's keep still hope for him me, somewhere. Yeah. Just, just comment, below, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> comment below, please.
1: Comment below. Take your single
2: friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just look at that face. <laughs> we just need uh, more views uh, yeah. on our podcast. That's why we're doing that. Yeah, yeah. The
3: girls yeah. would be like, Jeremy,
1: he's yeah. so dreamy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Too nice. That's what I always say. And then oh, I'm a, but yeah. at the same time, I'm a dirt bag. So. <laughs> so, he's got so the good balance, aware, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but really, it comes down to identity, right? In order to, for me, uh, to date somebody or to 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 want to marry somebody, and and obviously I've dated some uh, some phenomenal girls, right, yeah. in my lifetime, and I was like, ooh, these these chicks are pretty rad, you know, <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome individuals. At the same time, right? um, I need to know who I am, yeah. Right away, right? Mm -hmm. I need to know who I am. I need to work through some things. I need to be able to say, can I be a helpmate to this individual? Number one, number two. um, If 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 my ident, if if they make me their identity, this relationship isn't gonna isn't gonna work. If I make them my identity, Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work. Or my purpose it doesn't work out. Yeah, I think that there has to be a healthy re- balance of saying things like this. Um, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to make sure that this pers- person's individual life is better. Yeah. If I can't make this person's life better, probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Am I in the right headspace? Am I in the right position in my life? <laughs> uh, my sister Amanda congratulated travis and i because they were like so how come how could travis hasn't married yet and how come i haven't dated yet and i was like well you know you want to know why because we have the same thought process mm-hmm. um, before i jump into this i want to yeah. make sure that i have a job that yeah. i'm s- solid oh, right yeah. mm-hmm. because i think that it, it, especially obviously biblical guys we're like we got to be we got to be the rock the, for this provider lady. yeah yeah, the yeah. provider we gotta, we gotta do some things. We gotta make some tough choices. Yeah. Sometimes that's, um, sometimes that's um, what I would say. You know, ham- keep hammering through it. Yeah. Keep slogging through it and yep. grind. And yep. sometimes that's like, I can't grind anymore. I have to take another approach because this yep. is my goal, and I want to reach this goal. So I gotta change it up to yep. try to meet this. And you gotta get to those points where you're like, I gotta make some healthy, responsible decisions. Yep. They're never and, easy to make ba- either. Yeah, no. <laughs> and balance my purpose and my my ultimate goal in life, right? Yeah. Obviously, God's given us our purpose, mm-hmm. and and God's given us this direction. Uh, but we gotta manage that. We gotta balance some things yeah. on the outside yeah. to still provide for our purpose, our identity. I know one thing that deals with that fear, right? Um, some people are like, "Jair, how come you don't feel any fear?" Right, <laughs> you know about this, yeah. Because there's so many changes, and like, how do you do this? Like, if you you act like your head's up here in the clouds someplace, yeah. You're like, because your purpose is so so solid, so strong, and then mm-hmm. you're like, but what about girls and other things and all these other things that? And you're like, well, I number one, um, it's not an absence of fear, mm-hmm. but the presence of someone that totally invades your life so much yeah. and so impactful that mm-hmm. fear no longer has like a hold on you, yeah. right? It's no longer guiding your purpose, your identity, yeah. right? Because your identity isn't just him, right? But it mm-hmm. becomes, he throws it back on you, yeah. right? You, When you throw your identity at God, all of a sudden it's back to you and what your real purpose mm-hmm. was. And you yeah. like, when you find that mesh and mm-hmm. that purpose, all of a sudden everything else just doesn't become super important. Yeah. It's not like, I shouldn't say sup- isn't is that it isn't. Important, yeah. But it just doesn't become a focus. Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to tip the scale so I can continue mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. No, you're like, ah, it's not important.
2: Yeah.
3: It's important to me. Like, I want it. Mm-hmm. I, I love this girl. I love this job. I love this stuff. But yeah. it's not it's not so important that I'm going to tip the scale. Yeah. I'm going to add some weight to this other side so I yeah. can keep doing this. Because your, your identity, your purpose is bigger
2: yeah yeah i think uh what what i'm getting out of this is that when you're trying to find your purpose um it's not something that that someone can provide for you it's not something things can provide for you or a job can provide for you so when you're looking for that purpose like even even for me like when i've been stuck trying to figure out what i want to do with my life or what's next it never comes from just being around a ton of people or a ton of things going on it's it's always comes from just detaching from everything for a little bit and just listening to the father because getting out in that desert like moses yeah (laughs) we go back to that so often but i think it's it's like the most important thing is like you have to have that balance in life of of when you're around people you're there for them you're like when i'm around ashley that's my time to be there for them i'm not thinking about like what my my overall purpose of life is I'm just there to be the provider that I'm supposed to be. When I'm alone, that's when I get to spend the time thinking about these things that like, like we were talking to try to find a balance so you can figure out your purpose or, or at least work towards it when you're balancing everything else. And that's something that's really important is you got to you got to be away for a little bit, even if it's just like one part of your week or like what i did this weekend was i just turned my cell phone off on sunday for the whole day because i was just like i need some time to just clear my head especially when you're a coach we've talked about this before you always have people texting you or wondering about times and stuff and it it gets overwhelming sometimes Mm -hmm. so yeah detach we go back to that all the time yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but Yeah. yeah man you're looking at me like I've got something insightful. He, he, always, he always, he always does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, I'll, I'll throw out this explanation too, so we can take it a different direction. It's always difficult for me to talk about personal things in my life that involve other people. Yeah, and the reason for that is um, my background is as an IT professional, and it's very similar to um, very similar to legal, where mm-hmm. when you're speaking with people, it's usually in terms of levels of confidentiality. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, my brain is always wired to. I'll speak for myself. I'm not going to try to speak for someone else who isn't yeah. here to talk about what they wish to or not wish to disclose. So yeah. it's like when I talk about my relationships, and I, I'm pretty sure Lane's usually okay with me talking about those things. She actually encourages it, but it's yeah. like it's so challenging for me because my yeah. brain compartmentalizes those things. It's like this individual is not here. This is a personal thing between you and that individual. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm going to speak in generalities because i don't want to breach any form of confidence so yeah i throw that disclaimer out there it's like <laughs> yeah. in my mind it's like most people it would, would be like oh yeah it's like that person keeps things confidential between us mm-hmm. and other people are like well why don't you talk about this mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know which to do <laughs> yeah no I, I guess like even like sharing stories about ashley and i it, it's a
2: lot easier to talk about things when she's there or like right, starting right. a conversation. Um, and I don't like to go too deep into like our relationship and, and things that have happened because I know that like these are things that like her and I share together. And if, if she wants to talk about it like I kind of let her take the lead. Right. But So so a lot of my stuff is. Maybe
1: that's a conversation like, we should have with yeah, our, our wives and so. girlfriends, Taylor. <laughs> I think we should. I think Lane, <laughs> Lane's listening to this right a... now, shaking your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Lane, if you're, since you are listening. Yeah. Um, don't uh, hurt in, us, Lane. <laughs> no, at any point we're like, well, why don't you just say like this and this, things that we've experienced and it's yeah. like, wow it's because I'm thinking in my head, is this something I should share with the world or something yeah. that I keep private? And I, usually yeah. I always err on the side of keep private. Yeah.
3: So so obviously I think that relationships has been a big one for this topic, right? Yeah. And I'll share one that that I've tried to. I think that in the past that there are some girls that are like, so why didn't you just commit, Jer? <laughs> why yeah. didn't you just commit? <laughs> and I, th- I think some guys wondered the same thing. And I, I there was one girl that I had dated, and obviously I'm not going to say a name, but mm-hmm. um, uh, um, we we dated for a while, um, and and she she um, wanted to break it off, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I'm just going to be honest, Jer. i uh, um, this. My ex boyfriend came back to me, even though he's kind of a." tool bag in my opinion right <laughs> might uh, be biased might not be yeah might, no, might that, be biased that's might okay not, i not, examined, not,
1: I, not examined I examined the uh, empirical data yeah right
3: she was like <laughs> but i think bro. that i want to i think i want to give this another go and obviously i'm like gut-wrenched in the inside yeah. but at the same time um, my identity wasn't this girl right yep. and i looked at her and i was like hey you know what um obviously Am I, am I super bummed? You better believe it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Props like, for yeah, the honesty like this, though, yeah. my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that <laughs> level
2: of maturity, like yeah. right good, there. good work. Right. Uh, you didn't and just it. slam the door and say <laughs> goodbye. Make yeah, up a lie, I, you I know? I told
3: Travis this, right? And I yeah. told Travis the story a couple times, but I, I looked back at her and I was like this, here's the deal. When we started this relationship, my goal was 100% focused on making uh, a better life for the both of us, Yeah. right? I wanted you to have a better life and mm-hmm. me have a better life. If all of a sudden that you feel like that this is a direction that you want to go yeah. and it's gonna make you happy, I want you to be happy, man. Done deal. If this is wow. your purpose, this is the direct direction and avenue that you gotta go. Like, mm-hmm. tell I'll, I'll tell you what, you're beautiful, right? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss looking at you, right? Yeah. I'm gonna miss doing things with you. I'm gonna miss. Uh, um, going on these hikes and, and these walks and and a million other things but if this is going to make you happier and this is where you feel like this is where you're led go do it Yeah, I want you to be happy right um, I think that too often or not that in relationships, when when things like that happen, all of a sudden you're like, no, because this yeah. is my identity, yeah. And you get gut, gut, and you get, and you just become super gut wrenched yeah. t- t- Tell you what, I was bummed out for quite a few weeks. Travis can tell yeah. you, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like I knew it wasn't, it wasn't my identity. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't gonna put this girl like it to that thing.
2: Yeah.
3: Did I fight for her? Oh yeah, you betcha. You, right. <laughs> like I was, I was willing to do anything, but at the same time, you got to be like, hmm. You know what? I'm not going to let this destroy my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let stop playing soccer destroy my life. I'm not going to stop letting a job destroy my life Mm -hmm. or destroy my purpose or my identity. Yeah. Right? Still here. Boom. Yeah. Still out here. Mm -hmm. And regardless of the things that happen in life, the little avenues, the street Mm -hmm. signs, the shops that that swing by, you know, I'm still driving. Mm -hmm. I'm still going on this road. Yeah. Regardless of it is. Uh, relationship, obviously, you're getting in the car. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need to make a stop, we can make stops along the way, but mm-hmm. we're still traveling. You yeah. Know? And I think that's what's important. And it it's the same thing, you know, on on your job, right? you're like, get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, <laughs> kids. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think that has to do with all with all of it. But you got to mm. get to that number one, like Travis said, maturity level to do yeah. that. Number yeah. two, you got to be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. this is this is i'm not ready my car is is literally um one of those um um mazda Miatas or Honda yep. Miatas, for ford fiestas you know yeah. it's literally got one seat in the back <laughs> that's it <laughs> at this point in time i can't bring on any more baggage right oh until Christ. i upgrade this car yep. you know and you sometimes you got to do that you got to be like yeah stop sign to the girl or stop sign to that yeah. job or stop sign to that sport Yep. be like you know what my car's not big enough at this point in time. Yeah. And then when it gets bigger, you can take some more baggage. You can take some kids on. You can take a girl. Yeah. You can take another bigger job. Things right. like that. Until you become to those points, I think that that that's key. Yeah. Wisdom. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, "Wisdom is expensive." Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have wisdom, things can become ridiculously expensive, mm-hmm. and it don't matter what area of life that yep. is. Yeah. Um, girls. Jobs, yeah. <laughs> uh, sports, you know, relationships with other peoples, with yep. vendors, with w- w- doesn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the list goes on and on yeah. and on. Uh, but if you don't have wisdom, yeah. uh, life can be expensive. Yeah, uh, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, uh, come can come on as anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> right? for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, depression, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you don't have that wisdom of identity and yep. wisdom of purpose. Um, life is super expensive. Yeah, and like we said before about like those athlete- athletes that become mm-hmm. super depressed. Yeah, and they're doing cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
2: just random. You know they.
3: You know it escalated uh, and, quickly. Yeah, alcohol. <laughs>
2: you know, <alcohol>, get <laughs> <you know, laughs> the what it is. weed and go to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, you do know? And
3: and the, and the crazy part is, is you know there's kids on NAIA schools that are like I'm an athlete, and then they stop, and then they become drug lords. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. mini drug lords. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, man you're missing out on who you are your identity man and yeah. it, that's what it comes down to a lot of the time is just like these people are just missing their identity yeah. when I see a lot of anybody struggle I'm like like hardcore struggle I'm not yeah. just like ev- like everyday stuff like hey you forgot to take out the trash I'm mm-hmm. super mad at you Yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff but uh, big, big issues I yeah. look at it and I shake my head and I, I always look at my mom because I I, I I preach this to my mom all the time yeah. and I'm like lack of identity yeah yeah. (laughs) it is lack of purpose yeah you know or a realization of what his true purpose is yeah and that's where it comes down to
2: yeah i love the the metaphor you used of the car and, and and like the the mental image it gave me because i feel like early on in my life and even still like today sometimes i'll i'll take on way more than i can handle like uh Like I used to think that any, any job offer, like something like exciting, like being a youth pastor, I was a youth pastor for a week. I think I hold the record for shortest time being a youth pastor because (laughs) I realized I can't do this at this point in my life. Like I don't have the ability and and the mental capacity to try to, to try to push myself into that area when I know that like, I'm not going to do the best job, but like just over time you start to realize that like, like things can cloud your purpose when and, and there're things that you think might be your purpose but even like when it it's something that you have a desire to do it, the timing could be co- completely off and so you want to gradually take things along with you in that car instead of piling it all in there mm-hmm. in the back seat and, and and forcing it in there and then all of a sudden ev- the doors are open and everything just comes flooding out like that's yeah. just yep. to me like I've done that like and, and when I was younger is like right out of high school is when i thought okay all these things are like happening like i'm getting offers to do this and that and and i was like okay i'm going to take them and then all of a sudden i'm in those positions and i'm like this is not this is not the right timing because things aren't going accordingly to like what yes. what it would feel like if it was my purpose you know there's times when you just have to grind through it like you said But I think when you can control like the aspect of like I can take this on or I cannot take this on and it's not going to affect your life negatively if you don't take it on. I think sometimes you got to take a second look and be like, okay, I got to let this go for now and maybe eventually someday I'll be able to take it on when I'm able to. But that can really affect relationships or anything.
1: And I know that uh, high risk adventure plays like uh, having a background in that experience in that plays a large amount into your decision making in life, especially for things like relationships and Mm -hmm. just whatever it might be, because we're constantly going through a risk assessment. Like when you're going and doing something that's very dangerous, you do a risk assessment and you say, okay, before I can do this, I need to first, you pull out your checklist, do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I have to accommodate these things first in order to mitigate risk, so that I can have a successful and damage free outcome. Yeah. So when we look at like any serious decision in life, full on white collar,
3: <laughs> <laughs> SWAT analysis. That's
1: yeah. Travis. <laughs> and I know my head's been in that space for the last couple of weeks. So it's like, that's like all my metaphors are going there. I like that. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really true. You know, you're making an important decision, especially when you're making an important decision that affects somebody else's mm-hmm. life. Yeah. You, you go through your, you go through your checklist and you say, it's like, I have to be able to do X, Y, and Z in order to have a successful outcome. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And you got to bounce that. I was talking with my my brother-in-law about knowing when to grind something out and then when to walk away. Mm -hmm. You know, periods of time you got to grind. Sometimes you got to walk away. Yeah, and, and, and it, there is a fine line within that because you you obviously don't want to step out of any covering or more or or step away from your you know people like to say destiny in life yeah. right because you don't want to take an avenue right yeah because as much as I think that um, that we have a purpose and a plan for our life right it's mm-hmm. a it's a linear motion yeah uh, but all of a sudden you can step out from God's covering. More mm-hmm. designed for your life, and then you take this yep. big arc yeah. back to your final purpose, yeah. which can be really tough, <laughs> Yeah. right? Um, sure. But that's where your identity and your purpose lie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where it comes back into your normal life when you're juggling all these yeah. little things is just to like maintain that. Hey, yeah. this is my purpose. This is my identity. Yeah, and I'm gonna go about life mm-hmm. this this way, and. You know, hope to God that I don't do anything to screw it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Obviously, because mistakes are a part of life, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. You know, I, I, I wonder sometimes that uh, that there's uh, girls that I've dated where I was yeah. like, man, I probably shouldn't have dated that yeah. girl for that long or yeah. even entered into a relationship with that girl. Mm-hmm. There's some jobs that I've had in life where I was like, man, where would I be at if I didn't? Do that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I could be so much ahead if I just didn't waste all this time. Yeah. But at the same time, uh that there's been moments in my life where I was like, I didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, because if I would have did that, mm-hmm. I'd have been way over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I took this X amount of time to go do this other thing, I'm yeah. here, and it's like right there now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is crazy how God works, right? Because yeah. obviously, I think that He's. He's definitely trying to do his best to yeah. keep us on our uh, on the straight and narrow, right? Yeah. Uh, but we we try to get in the way sometimes, and we yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he's probably
1: up there just being like, "You idiot!" He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I had it for you, and yeah. you
2: screwed it up. And
1: that, you know, that reminds me of another dangerous thing where people and you talked about it before with uh, guys who are, who are stuck in the past with their sports yeah. years Uncle Rico. and things. Uncle Rico's, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and hindsight can be debilitating. I struggle with this a lot, where you oh, look yeah. back and you just like you reanalyze everything yeah. and say, "If I made." This decision different at this point than this would happen, and you you can just become obsessed to it, and it leads to anxiety and depression. Oh yeah! But what's really interesting is uh, I I don't want to get like too woo woo zen on this, but it's like (laughs) the the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist. The past is just memories that you're able to, yeah. for some reason, relive in your mind, and yeah. the future is just a analysis and prediction of the current evidence that you have. The only thing that actually exists is right now. Mm-hmm. Us right. sitting in this room, talking to yeah. each other, like, that is existence. Everything yeah. else is, it's just a giant nothing burger. You might as well be reading oh, a novel. Yeah, so yeah. if you exist in the past, you're not actually yeah. living. You're just, you're just replaying the movie.
3: Yeah, yeah. I see this one meme one time when it was like, uh, you ever you ever wake up at like one o'clock and then think about a, a speech that you gave in high school and you're like that was so embarrassing and then you sit up for like three hours thinking about man I was yeah. such a you know a dink and yeah. I embarrassed myself so much and that's then you, my life dude. and then you're like four nightmare. hours later four hours later you fall back asleep and you wasted like six hours of your life yeah. worrying oh, about something that was that like happened. that probably nobody else remembers yeah, right <laughs> you know? That happens to
1: me every once in yeah, a while yeah, I'm like oh dude that happens to just, me like on a nightly totally. basis it happens like in the middle of the day I'll just be like oh I remember that one time I like said something really embarrassing <laughs> and what's funny is like you bring up the speech example and it's like yeah. you can remember everyone who's in that room and the looks they gave you and if you run into those people and you're joking like hey remember that speech They're just like yeah no what are yeah. you talking about uh, like no one yeah. cares oh <laughs> it's tougher for me because I, I got such a good
3: memory yeah I mean, you can so, remember all to me
1: so, yeah. me i only remember the bad stuff like yeah. we you talking about our yeah. fun memories and I'm like oh i totally yeah. forgot that happened but yeah. like that one time i tripped in front of somebody no no the, the speech <laughs> thing applies to
2: me so so dang well like that i i had this speech in high school i'm just gonna go off for it for a quick minute <laughs> i did speech in high school and like um it it was an impromptu speech and uh I I actually like impromptu speeches and Caleb was actually in my class too. And he was the king of impromptu speeches. Like he was legendary. (laughs) He he would go off on the random topics and just make everyone laugh. But anyways, like at that time I was really nervous with impromptu speeches. So I had to give one on skateboarding. I'm like, Oh, skateboarding. I love skateboarding. Like that's going to be the easiest thing to talk about. And all of a sudden, my mind went blank when I started talking about skateboarding. <laughs> and I thought of my room, and I was like, I got snowboards all around. And I'm, like, thinking of, of making a shelf out of a snowboard. I'm going to say you can make shelves out of skateboards. <laughs> and that's how I ended my speech. <laughs> so I'm like, you can make shelves out of skateboards. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, like,
1: like, that's the one that haunts
2: me forever. I mean, like, what? <laughs> Although
1: but, I don't know, man, he put that on Pinterest. That might be a really successful business yeah, idea. I yeah. just skateboard yeah. shelves, man. There you <laughs> wow. go. There okay. you go. That's we'll the, that's the new thing. Yeah, skateboard
2: Turn shelves.
3: something embarrassing into his uh, life purpose. Now. Yeah, <laughs> no, <right laughs> there. I'm pretty.
1: I'm pretty sure Kyle's listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Got any old skateboard decks we can turn into money? Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, funny. <laughs> that's great. Oh man, but I, I was thinking, like, while you were talking about,
2: like, uh, I. I think I, I look at life like a race, basically. And the Bible talks about, like, run your race with endurance and everything. Well, if you're running with endurance, it's not a sprint, right? You're you're running for a prolonged period of time. And uh, when you look at life, like, there's people that are way ahead of us in, in areas. Like, like you look at guys that start Amazon or something crazy, like like Jeff Bezos, I think his name is, or mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Like, these guys doing some crazy things in life. And you're like, wow. What would it take to be like them? Why can't I be like them? Everyone's race is different. And and that's something that I've had to come to terms with is that I'm not going to be a millionaire overnight or, or do something like that and create a brand new company unless my uh, skateboard shelves take off. Um, <laughs> I like, promise. But, yeah. but like that kind of thing is like if you're looking at life like a race, look at it as an endurance race something that's gonna you're gonna have bumps along the way you're gonna have bruises you're gonna i mean you're gonna feel some aches and pains but at the end it's all about getting to that reward you know the reward of finding your purpose and everything so finding your purpose like it's it's a race but don't look at it as a sprint because it's not going to be yeah. something that just you you find overnight and even if you do find it tomorrow it's been years of getting to that point mm-hmm. you know so yeah. that's kind of that's what i've been getting out of this talk and i really like the turn we went with relationships and everything it was thank you fritz
1: thank you caleb (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um. well that uh that puts us almost right at an hour. So uh, I think that was a I think that was a really good really good summation of of this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun one. Um, you guys let us know in the comments below if we should have Caleb back. We should have <laughs> Caleb back. I like I like Caleb. We got to really yeah, uh, that's good. have a podcast with him just talking about his story and, and Man, his travels. Yeah. That'd be cool. We haven't really talked about uh, international travels yet and I know I have some stories yeah. in there too so that will probably be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I like I,
3: I've obviously we've obviously experienced uh, the the uh, walk past the trailhead, and <laughs> oh, keep yeah. going stuff, deep yeah. into the
1: night. <laughs> uh, I want to hear where this where this one ended. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure it would have been again. Yeah. And you know what always happens with uh, I always hear that stories with hunters too. Just because it's like you're not going out there prepared to camp, but you are going out there. Into the night, and it's like you get carried away. Like you get the uh, the chase of the hunt, and you're like, "Oh, I'm oh, gonna man. find it!" And you're out yeah. there for yeah, a couple hours later, and you're just like, "Oh, I got I got 30 more minutes." Yep. Yeah, and yeah. then you realize that it's like, "Did I pack my headlamp?" Yep. <laughs> I don't have extra food. Yeah. I don't have a tent either. It's that
3: summit fever
1: that we get yeah. in trouble with because yeah. all of a
3: sudden you're like, "Oh man, I
1: can make it." Yep. Yeah, I had a buddy. And I had a buddy out like hunting <laughs> in the Badlands. <laughs> yeah. The bad—that's a like—that's a scary place to get lost because everything looks exactly the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Um, and it was sun went down, and uh, he just huddled up by a bush and had the worst night of sleep that he's <laughs> ever had in his life. It's like every noise Gosh. is a mountain lion, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, before we start another topic here, that is the end of this podcast. (laughs) See you guys. Tune in. uh, Tune in next week. I know last week we kind of had a bye week, so we're gonna we're gonna make sure we get back in the get back in the studio next week and get you guys some more podcasts. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Signing off. All right.